oh Jesus, this is all for you. All for your glory. That's why we feel the way we do. That's why we express it in this way. That's why we sing these songs. That's why we pay attention to your word. Because of you. You came near to us. You didn't stay distant. You didn't stay in paradise, but came to a place that we we don't call paradise. Because we see the problems. You came down into the problems. In fact, took our problems upon you. So tonight, once again, we want to submit ourselves completely to your word, to your person, to everything that you are. We bow ourselves now. We bow our hearts now. May we hear whatever you want to say. Would you speak with your hearts in Christ's name, in your name, in the name of the Lord, amen. So I've got a problem. I'll be setting the table, and I got forks, and in my family we have, we have kind of, we have two sets of silverware. We have this one set of silverware that I received, we received on our wedding day. Very nice. We have another set of silverware we received years and years later, uh, I think for a Christmas present. So I have two sets of silverware. They are not identical. And so I will grab forks and I will, I will lay them out. And then I'll notice that, that one of them has a little etching around the side and the other one's just kind of a smooth silver finish. And it drives me crazy. And it's not like one of them is like a bright neon green. You know what I mean? It's not like one of them is glowing and the other one's like normal. It's like, it's like that they're, they're all like close enough. And to make matters worse, sometimes one of my kids grab like a dessert fork and put that out with the, with the plate. A dessert fork? We're not cutting, we're not having a piece of pie, you know, it's something very different than that. I know, I have issues, I understand. Some of you are like that too. And so when you're, when you're looking at something and it doesn't seem right, when something stands out to you, you notice it. And so this whole month we've been looking at the, at the book of John, the Gospel of John chapter 1, which declares that light has entered the world. That in Christ, when Christ came into the world, light entered into a dark place. That Jesus illuminated the darkness of our hearts and brought salvation. That Christ illuminated everything. He's changed everything about how we see life, how we see the world, how we see eternity. But there's something that always seems out of place when I read John chapter 1. I wouldn't change it, right? But I still can't help but notice it. Let me read John 1 for you. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness is not overcoming. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. 
but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the thing that stands out to me in John 1 is you're reading about the light coming into the world. And you're thinking Christmas. You're thinking, you're thinking, here it is, the baby born. Light has come into the dark place. And this light, this light is the word, and the word created everything. And then suddenly you get to this section where it's like, and there was a man sent from God. And I'm like, to me that always felt like, where did that come in? You know, because then after the, after the John the Baptist part, you go back to, um, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. You, you like go back to the creation things. In the middle of all that, you've got this, you've got this phrase, and there was a man. And I think the, I think the idea behind him, there was a man, is that on the stage of history, someone steps forward to bear witness about the light. A wild man, clothed in uh, camel's hair, eating wild, eating honey, right? Locusts and honey. John the Baptist, preparing the way. Now, now he's, he's kind of special in his own right, because remember, when Mary is pregnant with Jesus, Elizabeth is pregnant with John. And, and, and they're relatives. And so when Mary and Elizabeth hung out, John the Baptist left in the womb. That there was something miraculous, a Holy Spirit filling in the womb. John is a special guy. And, and, and so I think when, when the Apostle John wrote the first chapter there, he just wants to make sure, as amazing as John is, He's not the Christ. He's not the light. So I think that's really helpful for us. There's a there's a but in John 1. But you are not the light. John is not the light. There's a big not in John 1. That, that, that we are not. Now hold on, hold on. I know in other passages Jesus says you are the light of the world. I'm going to get to that in a second. But can we just live in this moment right now where we say we're not the capital T, capital H, capital E, the light. We're not the big light. We're not that light that came into the world. We're not the Christ. John the Baptist was not the Christ. It's different. Mary wasn't the Christ. The shepherds weren't the Christ. The Magi, not the Christ. And neither are you and neither are me. And that's a good thing to say because we tend to put, we have, we have a problem sometimes putting spiritual heroes on a pedestal. People that we listen to, people that we admire. Could be somebody in your family, but you look up to them as a spiritual hero. Well, we gotta say, they're not the Messiah. They're not the baby born in Bethlehem. There's somebody else. And so, if, and we read about it, we hear about it different times, if one of them falls, the light hasn't failed. But when we hear about uh, a celebrity Christian leader, 
and I don't say that to mock them. I just say it's someone we all know. If there's a falling, the light has not failed. The light continues to shine. Your faith does not need to rest on a person. It rests on the Savior. It rests on Christ. But this is also good news for us, that, that we are not capital P, capital H, capital E. We're not the light. That's also good news because it means that the church goes on not based on me. It's not all about me. What did John the Baptist say? He must increase. I must decrease. I've got a couple boys that are teenagers now. And, you know, how often during the week do they look at me and, and they think to themselves, I'm about to pass up dad. You know what I mean? You've all had that experience, right? We're just about there, about to pass up dad. And I hope you do, guys. I really hope you do. You might not, but, but I hope you do. Um, you never know. But, but when it comes to stature, these young men, they, 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 they want to get taller, you know. Neither of my boys ever say, I hope to get shorter. That I hope that I decrease in size this year. Hope I shrink two inches. They, they never say that. They never say that. They always want to be taller than me. And I think that's how we're, most of us are wired, right? We want to increase. Not the waistline, mind you, but, but we want to increase our, how, how well people think of us. We want to increase how much we have. We want to increase. And here's John the Baptist saying, I want to decrease so that Christ may increase in my life. That the church is not based on any one of us. None of us are indispensable. We are not the light. And that is very, very good news. And maybe leading into this year for you, you might make it your New Year's goal to decrease a little bit so that Christ may increase in your life, that life would not be all about you, and that you would not see yourself as indispensable to the church. So I said I would come to it, and I'm going to come to it. We are not the light of the world, but we are all individual little lights. We are lights of the world. So so listen to John 1 again. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. So somehow in the middle of all this, John's not the light, but John is a light. He's a little light. In fact, the Apostle John will write in a few chapters, Jesus is going to say that a lot of people enjoy John the Baptist's light. So he's not the big light, but he's a little light. And he shines. And the amazing thing is, even though we're not the Christ, God is ordained. God has decided. At some point, God decided, I'm going to shine my light through people. Frail people. Sometimes they're going to fall. They're going to mess up. But I ordain to shine through them. As a light. And so, even though none of us are the capital T, capital H, capital E light, somehow my shining and your shining is vital to the gospel going out. When the shepherds came and they saw baby Jesus, what did they do? They went out and they told people. And maybe no one believed them because, after all, they were just shepherds. 
And maybe people aren't going to believe you because after all, you're you. And yet they might. There's, there's another word in here to call your attention to. And it's the word might. Verse 7. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. That all might believe. Now, the word might, might believe, is an interesting word in Greek because it's in uh, the subjunctive mood. Now, you don't much know much about subjunctive, maybe, but um, I love the subjunctive mood. It's kind of cool. It, it's the idea that there's a reality that hasn't happened yet. And that's the subjunctive mood. There's a reality, it's a possibility that it, that it could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And that's what it says there, that John the Baptist came on the scene that all might believe. If you think about it, besides the shepherds, John the Baptist is like one of the first evangelists in the Bible after Christ, right? I mean, during Christ's time, he's like the first person. And there's a sense where you believe and I believe because John the Baptist was faithful in proclaiming the message. Because John the Baptist shared with somebody and they share with other people who share with other people who share with other people and now here we are sharing with other people. And there's a sense when John, where John the Baptist could say, I started that. I was one of the first. Yeah, the shepherds beat me. Fine, fine, fine. But, but, but I started that. Like I was doing that. I was proclaiming. And it doesn't mean you gotta put on the camel's hair and eat the wild honey with the locust, crunchy, right? But, but, you're the light. Jesus said it like this. Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You have an important part in this whole thing so that other people might believe. It's subjunctive. What does that mean? It's subjunctive because what it means is the people you know, your neighbors, your friends, your family, they don't believe yet, but they might. They might. John 1, 7. They might. A, a reality that's not yet. It's a possible reality. It, it's a purpose of God that hasn't come to fruition yet. That's a subjunctive. A purpose of God. And you get to be part of those purposes. You get to be part of the might believe through you. Through you. And so we share the message. We're part of this deal. We're sharing. But I love, I love the passage I just read about the light in the city on a hill. You're the light of the world. Small t, small h, small e. You're the light. And I love it because of this. He says that people might see your good deeds. I always liked that song, uh, This Little Light of Mine, when I was a kid. My grandma used to play the piano and sing that. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, so Jesus says that they might see your good deeds and glorify the Father. Look, 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 look. Some people you've shared with, maybe many times, maybe someone in your family, you've talked about Christ. They know it. They've said no to it. There's that possibility yet that you're praying about, that they might believe. And in the middle of all that, Jesus says here, let them see your good deeds. Like, I don't have to be preachy all the time. 
I can be actiony too. Is that a word? I don't have to be preachy all the time. Like, like, yes, the gospel must be shared. The gospel must go out in words. But it also goes out as people know I'm a believer and I'm just going to act like one. I'm just going to love like one. I'm just going to show grace like one. I'm going to be merciful like one. I'm going to be like my father. I'm going to shine and they're going to see my good deeds. And that's preaching just with my actions that they might glorify their father in heaven. Let it shine. Let people see it. Look different. That's what we're called. Let me say this in conclusion. I wonder sometimes if when Christ is looking down at earth, if we could have the image ready, Jim, when Christ is looking down at earth, I wonder if it might look like this. You ever been in an airplane and you're flying and you look down at the city and you're like, look at those lights, it looks so interesting. This is NASA. And I wonder if God has a completely different looking map where pockets of Christians are shining their light and he can see their brightness. How bright do you need to be? Well, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to dispel the darkness. This little light of mine. We've been singing that for years since we were kids. It only takes this little light of mine and we light the place up. So shine. Shine. If you are here and you're not part of this thing called the church yet, you've never trusted in Christ, there's a verse here for you too. I'll close with this. It says, the light, he came to his own and his own people didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. And I love the end of this passage because it says you can't be born of the will or you can't be born of blood. In other words, you don't inherit Christianity from somebody. You know, It's not like I'm a Christian because mama was. The question is, are you because you decided because you placed your faith in Jesus Christ. It's not of blood. You don't get to inherit it, even though parents often do pass down the faith, and it's a beautiful, glorious thing. It's not this, it's not in the will, you know. It's not like this is bequeathed to you. It's something that you have to place your own personal faith in. And so maybe tonight you'd receive Christ's delight into your heart to get rid of the darkness to forgive your sins based on his death on the cross and receive that forgiveness. You could talk to him any time tonight and say that very thing to him and I would invite you to just that. Let me pray for you and worship you. You can come back up. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you shine even today and yet you choose to shine through people. That first Christmas you shined through shepherds. That first Christmas there was a star in the sky. And you were letting people know. And yet, so many Jewish people, King Herod, others, 
They heard about it, but they didn't receive you as king. They didn't celebrate you the way you should have been. They rejected light. And oh God, that's the story of people that we love. People that we pray for. And so we're living in that reality, that that purpose that hasn't yet come to fruition, that they might believe. John 1, 7, that they might believe in you. And so for us, God, that are living in that reality, may we continue to shine and shine in little places with our little light. And may we dispel the darkness. We thank you, O light of the world, for coming here with all of our problems, all of our darkness, and changing everything. May we continue now to praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.